0: All right. What is going on, everyone? My name is Jonathan. I'm the host of the Amen Audio podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I have a special announcement to make. My guest who's coming on today is starting his own podcast, and we have an absolutely incredible episode prepared for you. We get into some of the meat and potatoes of social media, marketing, digital marketing, all sorts of really, really cool topics. We talk about influencers and uh, the the guest today is extremely accomplished in his own right, knows so much about business and entrepreneurship. So he is starting a podcast. It's going to be launching mid-February and I encourage you all to check it out. I'm plugging him because I'm excited. I'm going to be listening to it myself. The links and everything for uh, his podcast are actually going to be in the description of this video. So I encourage you to go check it out. He's going to be interviewing some guests as well as doing some of his own stuff, but guests will include folks behind the Fire Festival, Fancy.com, and a number of other really big names as well. uh, Some of the people that he works with actually with his digital media agency. So anyway, do me a favor, go check him out. And uh, like I said, it will be launching February. So thank you so much. And let's get to the episode. Welcome to the Amen Audio Experience, where we talk life, entrepreneurship, common sense business, and living up to your fullest potential. Remember to subscribe and shout us out on social media if you're enjoying the show. We really do appreciate all your support and attention, and we welcome comments or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us cover. Now, for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jonathan. I'm the host of the Amen Audio Podcast. Um, I'm here with a guy who is killing it. He is 22. I have to mention his age just because for how old he is, he's accomplished so much, and you don't see people often who are, I think as driven and accomplished as you are so early. And I think that's really inspiring. And I think there's a lot that the audience could really learn from you, from your experiences. And I think today's going to be a fun, fun podcast. So anyway, Welcome to the show, Elijah. Thank you so much for having me, Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, and I should mention, it's kind of a fun fact. We tried to do this podcast a little bit ago and I was i was setting it up and I was like, screw it. We don't need the cameras or, you know, we don't need a camera guy. We don't need Jordan. We don't need any any of the team. I'm just going to plug it in and we're going to try to make it happen. And then I, I wrote over some important files. I deleted audio clips. It was a disaster. So we're technically on take two, but this is going to be Amazing. Yeah. It's I think awesome. this one's going to be a little bit
1: better too. Totally. 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 So, <clears throat> but the, the takeaway from that is essentially don't let Jonathan handle a camera.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll interview you and we'll let, we'll let everyone else take care of the, <laughs> the, some of the uh, audio video stuff. So anyways, um, talk to me, introduce yourself. Uh, who my are name's you?
1: Elijah Schneider. I, am the CEO and founder of Modify, uh, Modify is a social media digital marketing agency. Uh, essentially our goal is to create meaningful marketing. Uh, it's when you think about marketing, it's tons of content, lots of, lots of ideas, but do they actually mean anything Mm -hmm. for 90% of the companies we see? No. So with that, it's, is it driving business goals? Is it actually helping you? How do you know it's helping you? And it's really taking away two keywords for us, which is connections and meaningful. So when we look at it like that, to be a successful company in today's day and age, you have to have meaningful connections through meaningful marketing. So gotcha. it's a really interesting twist <clears throat> off of a, of a traditional industry.
0: So is Modify, you know, you, are you in your basement on Instagram
1: posting? Like what's... We're just on the street corner hanging out. <laughs> no. Uh, so we have a team of about 15 now. Um, we're Congratulations. Growing. It's huge. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's growing really fast. Uh, it started 2019. We were at three people. Wow. And we're now at 15 and it's. Wow, that's a good year. It's that's, a big year. It was huge. a, it was a, big, you, it was a really big year. A um, lot of great companies coming to work with us. A lot Amazing team that's built out here. We love them, appreciate them, and we make sure to show that. You've got some pretty large clients. I don't know if we, we're going to mention names,
0: but we've got some uh, pretty large. We, we
1: do a lot of work with Nordstrom's. We do a lot of work with. Uh, we've done some work with Fancy.com's, in Rockefeller, Entity Magazine, Original Grain Watches. You guys were also just. Published in Adweek. Yeah. Right? Um, for, so we actually started really focusing on the company's marketing about three months ago. It was about the end of 2019 right there. So a marketing company focusing on, your on marketing. It, yeah, I, I like it's that. kind of I like, like, like a doctor where <laughs> a doctor talks about health all day long. But when you look at them, they're <laughs> really not like really taking good care of themselves. So we kind of took that step back and said, hey, we need to be marketing for the marketing company. Uh, So Adweek has been really great with us. They featured us a few times about uh, just comments when it comes to work-life balance, employee happiness, uh, remote workers, huge topic right now in 2020, uh, especially just from what happened last year with uh, the change in California laws. Um, In addition to, we actually just had a whole page article come out on the recent WW issue at Twitter, Mm -hmm. where essentially, uh, unfortunately, the same day that the United States... uh, and landed in an airstrike, killing the Iranian general. Uh, <laughs> wait the company formerly known as Waywatchers WW <clears throat> launched a promotion on Twitter saying hashtag This is my WW. So in the trending page, it was World War Three promoted hashtag This is my WW. <laughs> World War happening, and it was uh. it was not a, a best thing in timing. They did respond very well, but we we were lucky enough to have a comment on how to avoid situations like that and have, give our four tips on to make sure that doesn't happen. That's cool. That's awesome.
0: Okay. So take us back, you know, who are you actually start like in high school, you know, yeah. who are you in high school? And then where, how did this company come about? How are you now at 15 employees, multi million dollars in, in revenue? Like wh- how does that
1: happen? I mean, so fast. Because you're still in college. Are you still, you're still, I still in college? Technically, technically, I am still in school. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I actually have a total of about four classes left until I until I technically graduate. Amazing. Uh, from Cal State San Marcos. Um, but with that, in high school, I, I was I had no idea this was gonna happen. It was never my intention from a young age to own a business. Um, I knew I would, I was really, selling lemonade. I, that's the thing is when the Gary Vee garage sale thing, but I, but I was though, Okay. my okay. brother and I were actually very entrepreneurial growing up. Uh, he was eight years old and I was like 10 or 11 and we were selling lemonade on the street corner. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't a money thing. It was like a, Hey, let's build something. And it was always about that. It was really interesting actually. Um, and so when we look at it, it was, there was off and on motivation to build something, lemonade stands, garage sales. I, when I was like, I would to say like 11, 12, 13, I would sell Pokemon cards from when I was a kid, like on I mean, literally like on eBay. I didn't even know who Gary Vee was at that time. So yeah. it's like the idea of selling and flipping on eBay. I was like, oh, I just did it. Um, but with that, uh, the company actually started really, really randomly. Uh, I just saw an issue in, in, in the marketplace. So what happened is I was, I believe I was between 18 and 19 years old. Uh, it was the summer after my first year of school. In college. In college, okay. Um, And
0: I was at a barbecue. When you graduated, sorry to interrupt, when you graduated high school, what did you want to be? What was your kind of, (laughs) what was your major? Were you undeclared? Were you going to business?
1: I was in business. I didn't declare uh, a focus. Okay. So I I actually didn't know. I had no idea what I wanted to be. Okay. I, I, just like most people in this world, it was like, oh, what the hell am I going to do? And it just was kind of like, oh, let's figure it out. Let's, Let's go to college, see what's out there. Uh, and then go from there. I played really competitive soccer growing up my whole life. I played academy here in San Diego. So I had a few scholarship offers for for that. To go to college, unfortunately, I got really injured and tore my rotator cuff. So I was a goalie. I was going to go uh, to a school back east. Okay. And from that, I, I was actually going to go to San Marcos for about a semester just to heal because I, I did have to have a very small surgery on it. So with that, I was there for— semester a year and I fell in love with it mm-hmm. uh, I met my girlfriend who I we just celebrated our free anniversary with um, my best friends that I still hang out with every day just about people I work with I uh, mean just Really good people, Mm -hmm. and from that I was like, "I'm not leaving. Why would I?" And so I stayed. And I said, "You know what? I'm not going to go pro. I'm a bigger dude. I'm only six one. I can't. I'm not six five and a lanky (laughs) dude for a goalie. It's not going to happen." Yeah. Um, So from that, I just went through college. Um, But basically, going back to the story of how Modify started was, I was at a barbecue. Uh, There was a group of guys and a couple other people talking, and I just interjected. It was one of my good friends' dad they're talking about a marketing company and it was a marketing company running their socials for them. They're paying them a little over $20,000 a month. Wow. And I said, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And I mean, paid $240,000 a year mm-hmm. for social media management. I yeah. was like, why? Um, I'm 18, 19 years old at the time. And I just said, they are just complaining about it. Uh, stock imagery, no growth, fake followers. The, the, the same story I hear from a lot of people, unfortunately. And from that, what happened is I just said, oh, I can do that. Like, I won't put fake followers on your page. I'll go and figure out how to use a camera and, or hire someone to do that. And pay me 20% of what you're paying them. Mm-hmm. Pay two grand. And uh, they're like, okay. And they gave me a chance. Uh, That's legit. That's cool. Six, six months in, we were <clears throat> making hundreds. Of, it was a movie company. So sales were downloads of movies. Uh, from iTunes when that was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so from that, uh, they gave me a chance and I just figured it out. I mean, literally the best way to say it is fake it till you make it. It was more like mistake it till you make it. Like I I am very happy they stuck with me because if I was them, obviously it's a huge difference in, in payment Mm -hmm. they're paying 10%. So they understand it's, it's a risk, but like there was little mistakes at the time. This is also four years ago now. Totally. So From that, I mean, terabytes of research. I mean, paper stacked like the Himalayas in my room. uh, And I just figured it out. Figured out ads on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, everything that I could.
0: Was there a moment that you, when you said, because I can can remember times, you know, and you're younger and you're like, ah, I got this, I got this, right? And you're confident and you feel really good about it. Was there a moment, because you're hearing these people complain about stuff and you're like, socials, like, come on guys, $20,000 a month, like- how huh. yeah, hard could this be? I got this two grand. This is great for me. Right. Was there a moment that you got home or maybe you were home, but you know, you were like in that quiet space after the time where you're like, oh shit, you know, I'm going to do this for this company. Now I got to figure this out. Or were you just kind of like full bore, didn't even realize it. And it didn't even hit you until later that like, I'm I'm doing this right now.
1: Yeah. Kind of. I mean, really okay. it was, it was a, a motivation thing when it came to, let's just do this. And, and it was at the time. Uh, both monetary and pure boredom in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, school is not for everybody. Yeah, And I have the, my favorite quote that my mom said about me is, Elijah, you've had senioritis since third grade. <laughs> and it's just because awesome. it's, it, it's super useful. Don't get me wrong. I think education is extremely important. But I learned more in the first six months of running a business than I did in 10 years of being in school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and there's no doubt about that. My entire time in college, the things that I'll take away from it is – some grammar points uh excel powerpoint and word Mm -hmm. and and some statistics just because i use it every day now Mm -hmm. but it's nothing i couldn't have learned in youtube it just forced me to do it which that's the point of college in my opinion is it's making you do something that you wouldn't do otherwise totally because you have to invest into yourself to grow Mm -hmm.
0: and it's putting you in a social setting that makes it kind of acceptable and normal hey let's go to class hey you know and so that yeah that makes a lot of sense that's well said um okay so so tell me the transition then between you saying, Hey, i'm going to figure out how to learn my camera, you know learn a camera or hire someone to do it to actually bringing on clients, yeah large at this point even fortune one hundred companies uh, what is that transition, and how did the last year look like, even from transitioning from three to fifteen?
1: yeah, I mean oh. uh the biggest thing was going back to that story originally, about six months after landing my first client, the movie company uh We, they came to me and said, you've done an amazing job. I I really did figure it out. I struggled the first couple of months, two, three months was, was rough, but I figured it out. Uh, and then after that, they were making a lot of money. Uh, they were seeing eight X on their ads. Um, great creative. That's huge. And, then it was just a kid at the time who just kind of figured it out because I knew socials and I've never been like a social media kid. Like I have a thousand followers, just, just normal. I post like maybe once every six months. It's just not who I am. Um, from that, they said, hey, we'd really like to give you uh, a good amount of money because you've, you've helped us a lot. And I said, no. I said, uh, why don't you just give me some referrals because I really do want to grow this into a business. I think you, you've given me an amazing opportunity and short-term cash doesn't make sense. I was really thinking long-term.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they referred me four or five people. Next thing I knew, I had six clients. Uh, and then I realized, holy crap, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't do this. Yeah. I need some help. So, that's when we, I, I went out, and who else do you go to? Uh, it's my roommate at the time, uh, and my dad. And and were they your first employees? Uh, technically, technically, I came, my dad My dad came in as a partner. Okay. It was not going to have my dad be an employee of mine. That's, that's just, a, just a weird thing. <laughs> um, but my roommate, yeah, so I hired him as a contractor. He was making, like, nothing at the time with me, and it was just because we didn't know how to charge this. We were charging, like, $500 here, $1,000 there, and it was, like, hundreds of hours of work a month. And I didn't realize, Hey, I actually should look at timesheets and figure this one out. Um, but from that we went from, uh, myself, Brandon, who was my roommate. And about six months later, we hired our first, I call it like real team member. Um, just because Brandon was, I've known Brandon for years now. And that was a little bit different. Um, which is Maddie and Maddie came on board for us. And that was a big step. Mm -hmm. That's because that's the company. Now I have someone's livelihood that I'm helping as a person. Um, and, and did was you terrifying. bring her on
0: board as a kind of an hourly part-time person? Did she jump right in? You put her on
1: salary I full-time? I in full-time salary. Nice. Um, okay. I knew nothing about it's HR. A ballsy move. I like it. It, it was big. Like I how old were you at the time? Uh, 20. 20. Okay. Yeah, I was 20 years old. Sherry graduated college. It was It was a little bit of a shock to both of us because we were like, I'm younger than you. Like, I'm younger than her. Yeah. And it, it was it was a weird dynamic at first. But she's she's amazing. She's so smart. She kills it for us. She's still with us today. Um, Maddie and Brandon and all of our team, but specifically the two of them, they've been with us for over two years now. They've uh, seen the growth. They've, they've seen evolution the growth of, go yeah. from three. No office. We'd have a, a quote, work day at, at a Starbucks where we just all to get together. And it was remote. And then all of a sudden to an office, to a bigger office, now into – team of 15 and selling huge clients now. And it's like, it's completely changed for them. So really huge appreciation That's fun. for them. That's fun to kind of see that and have them as part of the journey. Oh yeah. yeah. It's been amazing. It's cool to have people next to you and you can talk about like, Hey, remember two years ago when we were like working with like four clients and would meet at a Starbucks once a week just to talk about what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> so cool. I love it. Um, okay. So I want to talk about that.
0: Some, some of that a little bit, um, when you're thinking about socials when you're thinking about looking at metrics whether that's for your clients or maybe people listening right now are looking at their own uh, results from ads or boosted posts or whatever on Instagram what do you think are the meaningful metrics that people should be looking at
1: yeah i mean that that's a that's a really good conversation we actually just wrote a blog on that one okay uh, it'll be published early february okay um so anybody listening go to wemodify.com and you can see it all there um but with that uh it, Metrics are different depending on what you're going for. Mm-hmm. So in, in my eyes, there's there's four, three types of goals through social specifically. Uh, the first and foremost is obviously awareness and engagement. Very similar things. If you have awareness, you should be having engagement if you're doing it right. Typically, people separate the two because they view awareness as impressions and reach and engagement as likes, comments, shares, reposts, whatever it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I see them as one because it's almost like a conversion ratio. If you're converting from an impression or a reach to an engagement, it's almost like a a website click to a sale. It's just one step in the funnel. Um, So it just, it depends for awareness and reach that those metrics I just mentioned for growth uh, you need to be looking at engagement and content marketing. Um, When you're looking at that, when you're looking at
0: awareness, impressions, like you said, uh, how do you, if you're kind of getting lost yeah. between there and engagement, what's the variable there?
1: Uh, content. Okay. I, I mean, the, the idea of, quote, content is at the heart of everything for marketing is the most truthful thing anybody could ever say about marketing other than you can't track something. Mm-hmm. Like that both of those, well, you can't track something's completely wrong. You can track everything online. Um, but content at the heart of marketing is the biggest truth other than the fact that you can track everything too. Gotcha. Um, Good content equals good marketing it doesn't matter who you are or what your story is if you have a good creative uh, team or mind in your in your business and you have a little money to spend some marketing on you will do amazing and you said a little money to spend so that's not just creating the
0: good content but making sure that you're putting that content on whatever platform it is in front of as many people as possible with the marketing dollars that you have exactly <clears throat> what opportunities do you see the kind of the current social landscape because obviously we have you know, TikTok, I think, is kind of the newest player in the game. And I know there's some others yeah. um, that are there, but TikTok's kind of the one that's received the most probably publicity. Yeah. It kind of is the freshman in the, in the group. It definitely. Um, is. What other opportunities do you see just across the board where people should be focusing their time? And, and does it depend on your industry?
1: It, it does depend on your industry. Um, if you're a doctor, I wouldn't recommend Instagram as much because let's just say Instagram is really not the platform for you. Right. but. Uh, and think, why is that? Because I, 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 you know, there's plastic surgeons on Instagram. They're that's are, a little bit different. Okay. so when you when you think about a plastic surgeon, typically demographic wise, they're they're on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook specifically. Totally. Um, but when you think about like, because a lot of it's so visual. Yes, a okay. lot of it's very visual. A lot of it's hey, are they a good doctor? Who are they? Where are they? There are like like Doctor Pimple Popper, like literally gross videos, but people like them because they're so satisfying. It's like, mm-hmm. I've seen them. They're, they're really <laughs> satisfying to watch, but at the same time, it's kind of nasty. Um, so it really just depends on the doctor that you're, that you are. Uh, we actually have a doctor client named uh, Diana Hoppy. Um, she started a women's over 40 magazine and editorial site, specifically on education due to the fact other than Goop now, finally three years ago when she started with us, there, there was really nothing out there four women over 40, it was like all of a sudden you turned 38 to 44 and the media doesn't care anymore. There's just no content. No, yeah. and she, now she has tons of education. <clears throat> she's been featured on Bloomberg, Dr. Oz, a ton of things that we've done with her. Uh, but she's, she's really done well there. And so it's like that type of doctor on Instagram and Facebook, she's killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of doctor then wouldn't be as good on, on Instagram? I don't think a neurosurgeon needs to be on Instagram. Okay. But yet again, where would you put a neurosurgeon? I'm a neurosurgeon coming to you. LinkedIn LinkedIn. Okay. I probably wouldn't work with a neurosurgeon just because I would need so much information, but at the same time, I think LinkedIn's great for any professional use and non professional okay. use so going back to the question of like opportunities within social um I think TikTok is actually really interesting right now. I have mixed opinions on it. Um, Mm -hmm. Six months ago, if you asked me, I'd be like, no. Um, But just casually talking about it with you, you know, you've been like, oh, screw TikTok. Or like, oh, I'm so like, Uh, or, you know, it it doesn't provide too much value right now. Okay. It's great for front of mind awareness. There's no question there because you can grow fairly fast on that just by producing content at a rapid rate. If someone's listening to
0: this or watching this right now and they have no idea what TikTok is, could you like give us the TikTok is mine's little brother.
1: So the best way to say it is TikTok is a video platform that was originally designed for karaoke and lip singing um, and a little dancing as well. What happened is it blew up due to the fact they hired, I believe what happened is they hired influencers because it was a little too quick. Um, They probably hired some massive influencers to get on the platform, but it's been around forever. Like if you, David Dobrik, who right now, in my opinion, is top 10 influencers in the world, has had a TikTok since 2015. Oh wow. And they were TikTok that whole time Because yeah, they were it's, Oh, well, there was something else. I don't remember like what musically it was. or something. It was like I think so.
0: Musically, yeah. yeah and they like else. did a rebrand or whatever.
1: Uh, yes, and and it's it's a great rebrand. But TikTok specifically, in from what I've seen, we do an audience analysis, it has the lowest value of audience. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is uh every Instagram follower as a brand is worth a certain amount to them. And it's it's bad that you have to look at it that way, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to TikTok, where there really is no like profile uh just like synergy. So there's really no, it doesn't, nobody really goes to a profile unless you like really like one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, for brands like Manscaped, Manscaped just got on TikTok and they're killing it. It's hilarious. Like they have somebody come on and go, I'm here for all the dick pics that come in. It's like, that is <laughs> funny. <laughs> but other brands I've seen do it, it's not, it's like, because the videos are product. fast,
0: right? Yeah, it's a, very fast. Fast video. So you're not really, there's not as much content and it's very, like trendy
1: and quick and there's a lot of different, it's not YouTube. Okay. Yeah. It's not YouTube. It, it's a quick 15 second last video, gotcha. um, but it is important. I think I do think it has huge potential in the future, especially with the ad technology that they just bought. Um, right now, however, it, I, I would suggest getting on it. hmm um, I'm, I'm making that suggestion to all of our Did clients. Do you have TikTok? I do. Okay, so we got to go follow you, right? Uh, You're going to have some funny dancing videos for us? Nope. You get to see my cat. Some cats? Okay, uh, cool. See, I, cats. I tried out three videos and I was like, it was like 930 at night. I'm like, what am I going to do right now? I was like, all right, my cat, let's do something funny. And this cat is <laughs> the most lazy thing in the entire world, but energetic. He's only one. So he lays on his back everywhere he goes. Apparently, it's very trusting of them. <laughs> uh, and so I have a video of him in like 15 different positions laying on his back. And it's like, why are you just starfished out on the floor right now? Really interesting. That's but awesome. it's, it's just really, it was for me just to test it. Wasn't really any purpose behind any of those videos. <laughs> yeah. Just fun. Um, so what other, what, what's your opinion of Facebook right now? What's Facebook? <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So for brands, I, cause obviously Facebook, Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah. So, okay. Here, 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 Facebook is AOL. Okay, It's just there. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they keep popping up. And I think Facebook has developed really interesting products like Instagram or bought really interesting products and they developed them. Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, um, some of the features they built inside of Facebook, like groups they're really focused on right now. Mm Facebook portal, I don't trust whatsoever due to the data issues that they've had. And they've done a terrible job on repositioning themselves. I was going to say issues. the repositioning has not been good. No, <laughs> like, but they, they literally slapped a sticker on it and said, hey, we're going to update our logo and uh, we're going to have California specifically file CCPA, which is just a consumer privacy act. And let's hope it goes away. It's like, no, you just paid $5 million for a fine to the EU, I believe, in 2018, 2019. Yeah. I mean, five billion. Sorry, not five million. Yeah. That's the biggest fine ever. It was 19% of their revenue.
0: Yeah. And it's a little, yeah, you have to kind of address that and not just hope it'll-
1: We updated it our logo. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Okay. So what else? Um, what's, what's YouTube? How, how do you think about YouTube? I love YouTube. Okay. Um, I think YouTube, so my, my top three right now um, in order, would I, I love Instagram first and foremost. Mm-hmm. People say it's dying. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're about to make a huge change to desktop because they're testing out their messaging feature on desktop right now. Interesting. Um, okay. My only concern with it is the moment Facebook, which they didn't have the same opportunity due to technology, but the moment that Facebook became 80% dominant on desktop, it started to die. Mm-hmm. So that's the only red flag for me um, in addition to the, the, the pushback on the algorithm. But in my order is Instagram... Uh, LinkedIn, actually, and then YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I think LinkedIn has the most potential of 2020, by far. Nowhere else. Interesting. Um, okay. LinkedIn is Facebook of
0: 2008. Okay. So, so long form,
1: written content. I know they're, they've been experimenting with some live video stuff. They have. So they launched it about two <clears> weeks <throat> ago. Um, there's a live video streaming service that they, I believe they bought the technology and then are integrating it into the platform. I, I don't really know how it's going to play out yet. It could be really interesting for conferences. Uh, It could be amazing for conferences, video chats. It's a good thought. uh, Podcasts, it could do really well for. However, I don't really think it's going to be like an Instagram or Facebook live video where it's like uh, Dr. Dre just started a live video and 28,000 people go and watch it. I I don't think that's going to happen unless you're. Gary V potentially or somebody like that on LinkedIn.
0: Oh, and I've noticed that uh, Gary V, Dave Meltzer, a couple guys have got early access to some of that. Yep. And it wasn't—I know it wasn't available for a little while—and then yep. you'd see people pop up with that. So kind of cool.
1: It's just beta. They, they, they probably <clears throat> qualify with specific following metrics because they're both bigger names, especially David with his activity on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary V just kind of repurposes content for it, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. It's just like Instagram. Instagram hiding likes was a beta version. If you qualify, you get it. Same thing with LinkedIn. Unless they personally Did they out. hide your likes? Uh, they didn't. I actually I never my... get any of the beta versions. I don't understand why. Huh. I've talked to our reps at Facebook and I'm like, <laughs> why don't I ever get this stuff? Like I didn't have IGTV until like six months ago. Really? Uh-huh. No way. Yeah. Everyone's watching it. And I'm like, I can only see it on my explore page. It's so weird. So do you have differences in IG? Within your team? Oh, yeah. Because you have 15 people. Oh, and so our clients, it's, like, it's completely different. Wow. Yeah. If we have a client in, like we've had clients in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. night and day, it's like Instagram in 2006. That's crazy. Yeah. Literally, it, it all looks the same. Like there was a point in early parts of the company where it looked like the old Instagram from a, a European company. And wow. I was like, what is this? And I was like, we're like three years ahead of this.
0: Yeah. In uh, a way, do you have to kind of relearn or not relearn, but I should say like if you, let's say you don't have IGTV and and then all of a sudden you're working
1: with clients that do have IGTV, yeah. it's kind of a new tool in your tool belt. It's, it's really interesting how, well, we've utilized IGTV a few different places, um, but it's profile views on a few of our clients are completely different than mine because they tested out the new, like, we're going to customize your profile view. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really weird. We have a qualifier and a, and like a sheet that shows, okay, this is what they have right now so we can track it and we can see what Instagram updates look like. Gotcha. This is really cool. I, I love that we're getting kind of into some of the meat and potatoes of, of actually practically
0: what socials are looking like. Um, Let's, let's transition a little bit. We mentioned Gary Vee, Dave yep. Meltzer, influencers. Talk to me about kind of your maybe top five influencers that you're, you track with, or yep. you have an opinion about right now.
1: Um, I really don't have like a top five per se. Okay. I really do have a few though. I, I love Gary Vee. Uh, I think, I think he has really insightful information for somebody who's just looking for that extra push and a little bit more knowledge. Um, however, he does yell. In my opinion, it's kinda of, it's a, it's a little too much sometimes. He'd probably be here interrupting you and agreeing with you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. He produces a lot of content. He has a really big team around him. I think that's great. And he's he has built a name more than anybody I've seen. Um, but he's definitely one. Ryan Surhant. Okay. Love yep. him. He's yep. an amazing influencer, but also he just seems like a cool guy. Real estate up in real Air LA, or, uh, LA. or is he York. everywhere? He's oh, so he has a Surhant group. Um okay. basically what that is is I believe it's about five offices. Uh but he's he's a really interesting influencer that I've seen lately. Um, just because he, he is on a TV show, he's on uh, Bravo's million dollar listings and has his own company in addition to his own media group. So he's, he's really kind of taken that Gary V model and I know that they know each other and have worked together a little bit. Um, he's killing it on YouTube. I've seen his stuff on YouTube. I haven't really he's seen. He's okay. on YouTube, Instagram. I think he has a little over a million followers. Um, wow. But he, he's an interesting one. Uh, David Dobrik, like I mentioned okay. earlier. Him and his entire group, hilarious. I, I think the consistency of, of his videos are just, they're always there. Um, and that's huge in this space. Because I think you oh, see yeah.
0: over the years, you know, people will start out and maybe they'll kind of pop a little bit and then they'll either mellow out or they'll mm-hmm. go in a different direction or uh, they'll he's start. he huge for years. Yeah. No, he, he, cool. I
1: really enjoy him. Uh, he does a great job. Okay. And then I, I would really say that those are my top three right now. There's others out there that I think do an amazing job. Um, you, you mentioned do with a sign. Do okay.
0: Let's so, talk about some accounts, some fun accounts. All right. So, dude with the sign. So, dude with the
1: sign is.
0: I you guys need to go know. check out his Instagram just for fun. Yeah, I mean, just to have the context of this
1: conversation. If you don't, if you if you are not familiar with who this <laughs> person is, so dude with the sign is. I've never seen someone grow as fast as him. Okay, I, I think he came around in October remember a friend sending him to me and going, 2019. Yeah. 2019. Okay. It's like, what is this? Like this guy standing in front of a sweet green, like standing, why is my salad $15 or something like this with a cardboard cutout all bent up with messy handwriting, which is the, one of the funniest parts about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now he has like 3.1 million followers. Yeah. And I mean... And speaking of Ryan
0: Serhant, I think he and Casey Neistat did that com- that yeah, collaboration about free rent.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's it's really interesting how they actually all came up. And Gary Vee did something yesterday, too, uh-huh. about Dude resign. So he's done really well. But the reason he's done really well is I don't know the, the legalness about it, but they, I think he's a subsidiary of Fuck Jerry. Okay. Um, Fuck Jerry is a huge meme account. They're one of the biggest Instagrams out there, just like uh, the Fat Jewish. They're about the same. Um, the only difference is F. Jerry's a whole media company now. They're actually an agency too. Okay, Uh, One of the founders uh, started like, what do you meme And a few other of those games Um, and uh, haha tequila, things like that. So there's, they're huge um, and having a social following of over 15 million and having other brands like that, be able to promote you. Obviously you're going to get big. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in that group, you get featured a couple times on stories, uh, yeah. Or I mean, you, posts get on, or whatever. you get on the the FJ, <clears throat> uh, you get on Fuck Jerry page, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you have hundred and fifty thousand followers. Yeah, there's a reason it costs two hundred grand to get a post on his page. Yeah, um, but things like that. So, but dude was signed, really interesting influencer. Uh, meme marketing is the future of Instagram, in my opinion. It is turning into a little bit more humor based Do you mean meme marketing? Um. Humor-based marketing that's more in time, more ad hoc stuff, uh, not as scheduled out, not too product-focused, more fun. So How can—so for a brand
0: looking to do meme marketing, let's say I want to do it for my company, yep. Common Sense Events, do we create our own proprietary funny meme that somehow has— Product placement in
1: or is it has a message that's relative to what we're doing? Kind it's of just timing. Okay. So I mean, meme marketing is not just standing there with a grid of four and having a graphic of a meme or a dude with a sign in front of a sweet screen. Um, it is when Petalon has a commercial go viral for somebody saying that it's sexist, um, and then having Aviation Gin come out with the same actor from the Petalon ad, uh, depressed with her friends saying, this gin is really smooth. I like it. Let's get more. <laughs> and the friends saying, this is a safe space. So that was, in my opinion, the best, I mean, of the decade. So Other than, than the, the Nike timing stuff. It. Okay, It has been amazing. Like Ryan Reynolds' team, I don't know what agency or in-house did that for him, but amazing. I mean, it took eight days to film a commercial that took over 2019. Mm. So that type of media and that type of creative... Is what's going to happen in the future, especially on Instagram, especially on TikTok, LinkedIn, not yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not ever. You don't think it's as fast just because of the people who are on there or the, the fact that it's mostly words? <clears throat> it could be. But I mean, that's why I want to give the example of the, the Geneviation because they filmed the whole commercial about it for, for the holidays in less than 10 days. Um, wow, that's fast. It's really fast. I mean, usually commercial production takes... Months. I mean, like literally months, and it yeah. was really well done. So, the way that I look at it is, uh, meme marketing is really the marketing that I see working, just like Dude was signed. When you have Gary V following you and doing what you're doing, <laughs> is when you know you've made it. Yeah, you're killing so, it. Yeah, you have, if you have Gary V. Yeah, but Ryan Serhant partnered with him to do a free year in New York. It's probably the biggest competition I've ever seen, ever on socials. Uh, it was a free, financial free year of New York, he paid for your housing, your food, your travel. I believe he gave an expense allowance, probably a $500,000 giveaway. Wow. Um, I mean, maybe a little less, but like living in New York is not cheap. (laughs) And Brian Serhant sells tens of millions of dollars worth of real estate. So his expectations of living are probably higher than most.
0: Yeah. So dang, that's nuts. Yeah. That's really cool. I just saw the post briefly. I I scrolled by it, but no, that's really cool. Um, I, I want to transition. I want to, Ask you a little bit of advice as far as someone listening to this right now, maybe it wants to start a social media agency. Yep, uh, they want to start something. Maybe they're just like you. They were at a, a backyard barbecue. People aren't really barbecuing, I guess, right now. But yeah. you know, they're going to be at a barbecue here in a couple months, yeah. and they're going to see an opportunity. How? What are some of the things? Um, what were some pieces of advice that you would give someone who's looking to start something? Uh, would you say? study up? Would you say stay in school, drop out of school right away? Kind of what would your tips be right away
1: if they were coming to you? Everything is situational there. Uh, It really depends on the person. I love working with people. Um, If you're not a people person, I really suggest not getting into this industry because you need to talk to people all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you are at that barbecue like I was and you want to do something to be different than the other millions of college students out there because you're just bored mm-hmm. one stay in school because you don't know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing, the reason I stayed in school is actually because, and you are still in school. I, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to drop out. I'm not kidding. Every two weeks for a year. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents were like, it's your life. At, the, at this point, they were just over. They're like, it's your life. Do whatever you want. Like, You're you're doing fine in life, but just know that you can always go back. And if it's too busy, this company has has time to grow with you. And it's actually my girlfriend, Sarah, who showed me a really interesting point, which was don't drop out of school because one day I do want a family one day, obviously, or not obviously, but I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, if my kids were to look at me and say, well, dad didn't go to college, why do I? Mm-hmm. One is that aspect, and two is, it's nice to have that foundation. You, you really need to have a background that'll allow you to grow because one day this company won't be here. I'll sell it, or social media will go away. I don't know, but mm-hmm. one day I need that foundation potentially. And it's just, I was already halfway through. It's time to do it now than never because the reality is, if I if I were to drop out of five classes. I'm not coming back. Yeah, I mean the reality of that is not going to happen. So and you're so close. It, 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 it's one. It's six months or four months. Mm-hmm. It, just do it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, when you think, when you see other businesses in the space, because I think, would you say the space is is crowded? It's way too saturated. Okay. That when you when you ask <clears> the question, like if somebody wanted to get into it, I would. The first reaction was don't.
0: Yeah. And I was gonna. I was gonna actually get to that. I would assume that you would say don't get into it because it, it is saturated. When you see people getting into it, do you think it's just because people are, they see social media as like, oh, I can make a quick
1: buck? Sometimes, yeah. I've, oh, there's, there's, if you go out there and look up social media agencies, there are, there, so first off, there's 123,000 agencies, according to Google. Um, Holy shit. In, in the U.S. alone. Okay. Do you know how many businesses there are? There's over 22 million Wow. So that's the equivalent of 19 clients, or I'm sorry, 22 clients, right around that number between 19 and 22 per business. Yeah. There's plenty to go around. Yeah. But there's a reason that there's only like when you look up best agencies in the world, you'll see the same holding names Gray, Mechanism, BBDO, uh, a few others that just kill it. And there's a reason that they hold the clients that everyone's like, I want to work with them mm-hmm. because they do amazing work. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, if you want to get into this industry, you have to have a passion for creative. You have to have a passion for marketing people. Um, you have to be a really good person. If you're not a good person, it's not going to work. And what I mean by good person is you have to have really high ethics because clients and other people around you are going to push you into doing stuff that you don't want to do, especially when you have a client that is potentially marketing a product that you don't feel comfortable with. We've, I've, in the entire lifespan of the business, we've only ever lost four clients. That's huge. And that's that's unheard of in agencies. And that's just because I'm really open with them. What I what I say I can do, I do. And what the team says we do is what we will do for you. And it's it's that fundamental and That It doesn't idea. sound like it's very normal in the industry as a whole. Because no. there's so much of metrics and so
0: much of the stuff that we're talking about that mm-hmm. is pretty foreign. You've got a 40, 50, 60-year-old business person that just wants to kind of get more socially. I've run a construction company or a restoration company or a plumbing, whatever. And they were like, Oh, we need an Instagram. I've heard of this thing. Yeah. You know? And it's like, well, I'll just ask my daughter. And And then the next step is, Hey, you can work with Elijah. We can work with Modify for $10,000 a month or whatever. And they're like, I don't know what that means.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, every client, I don't care if you are a billion dollar business or if you are, you haven't sold a single product and don't even have packaging yet has said the same thing to me, which is we've been taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. The doctor I spoke of was ripped off by two people so bad. I just did it for free for three months because I felt terrible for her. Mm. And it was, it, hearing things like that is what build, what really motivated me to build Modify was this industry is saturated. This industry is really snaky, um, especially with socials, mm-hmm. uh, fake followers, fake engagement, bots it's not something you really just want to jump into because the stereotypes are there. So the words like transparency and ethics, they're not trigger words to us. They're reality. And mm-hmm. if you don't show that you're transparent, you're not going to be an effective company. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what we do is we have a third party system that does reporting for us. We use Sprout Social. So it's, there's no making up the data. The client has access to the dashboard. They can get any time. It's right there. That's huge. Cause it
0: gives them the kind of the transparency from that third party mm-hmm. that Verifies that you're actually yeah. doing
1: what you're following through 90% on. Ninety five percent of agencies do their own reporting by hand, <laughs> or or the internal systems. Yeah. If I have an a industry that I don't trust, how am I going to have reporting that I trust as well? So with yeah. that, what we've really focused on is we want to make the client feel comfortable. We want to show them we're we're legitimate. We're, I'm 22. How are you going to trust a 22 year old kid by giving him your money to spend? I was going to say, how did you? How did you handle that? Like, was there a level of,
0: um, I don't want to say insecurity necessarily, but like you are 22 and you've got to realize as you're sitting oh, across terrifying. the table from like a 40-year-old and they're going to write you a, you know, $8 million check or whatever. Yeah, whatever like, Yeah, like, is there a level of you feeling
1: like, oh shit, are they taking me seriously? Or have you ever even had oh, that absolutely. problem? Absolutely, One of my biggest clients um, tried to take advantage of me because of my age. Uh, she thought that that she could do basically whatever. And that this was in a sale. I'm sorry, it wasn't one of my clients. This was a potential sale that somebody referred us to. And she, she was like, well, you're just going to do it for free, right? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. It, it, why, would you ask somebody that if they're 35? Yeah. And it was all about age. She was all, you're young, you need help. Yeah, It was like, no, I don't. My company's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to show you that I'm going to make you a ton of money and help you. And I'm showing you that it'll happen because I have a past clients that have done it for you. But yet, because of my age, you're saying, we're not going to pay you.
0: Do you think people sleep on, why, I guess I should ask really, why do you think people sleep on people who are a little bit younger?
1: It's the same idea of why, why do people think that the older generation is, is like no impact in society? Everybody has meaning. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or if you're 95 years old. So when, when I look at it is everybody has something to offer. I take advice and I take uh, all input from our interns that come in who are second year college students all the way up to our senior advising team who has, I mean, half of them are very successful in business and either own their own business or just are very successful within the industry. And so with that, it's like everybody has something to offer a of value. And no matter if, like I said, if you're five or 95 there's something to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Like I have learned some really cool stuff from people under the age of 14. <laughs> like, don't be too serious. Have fun. Go, go and enjoy life. Be let go sometimes. It's totally. things like that compared to like the wisdom of that, that elderly person. So it, I don't see why you should, I don't judge age,
0: mm-hmm. judge I like education.
1: That. I mean, judge knowledge. Gotcha. I, I was asking that cause I was
0: wondering if sometimes if you're younger, you may have to, I don't want to say overcompensate, but understand that you will be judged on that or entering the thing. You will be judged on that. And you might have to really, really know your stuff. You do, you know, and all those terabytes of information, you know, the Mount Everest files of paper, you know, all around your room that paid off because you're willing to do the work and and put in that time and effort and energy to actually know your stuff. Yeah. So that you could be, you could be a huge source of value for these companies and you weren't Kind of messing around with them with vanity metrics and no. some of this other stuff.
1: Nope, absolutely. And you also have to be passionate. Okay. The one thing I am, I love what I do. That's the biggest thing. When you ask if people want to get into this, don't do it for money. Don't mm-hmm. ever do anything for money. Mm-hmm. Do it because you want to and because you think it's going to benefit you as a person mm-hmm. because money follows success. It it's not the other way around. Money does not create success. Money you typically follows success. And and that's in business. Money is not the key of success either. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard you talk about workplace culture, and this is actually a beautiful segue, kind of yeah. into
0: that. Uh, and and you know we'll we'll wrap up with this because I do want to ask you also what's next yep. for you and kind of where you're going in this next phase of business. Um, but the question is about workplace culture and, you know, you were just talking about money and so many people are like, yeah, I want to do what i love, but you know, I'm here in this job because there's some job security yeah. or there's, I'm getting paid a salary or whatever. And if I go work for another company or if I go do whatever I want to do, yeah. I'm gonna only get paid $16 an hour, or 18 bucks an hour. And uh, you know, this is this over here working for this insurance company or whatever is not what I want to do, but they're going to pay me $52,000 a year. And there's going to be a health and benefits. Be, yeah. yeah, and your safety. And then yeah. Yeah. There's a safety net. Yeah, totally. So, what, how do you think about that? And what practical advice would you give to someone who really loves something else that they're not doing? And even maybe you're kind of at that stage in college, too, where you're like, I'm going to school to be an accountant, but you're like, I hate accounting, you know, and I really like to do social media,
1: yeah. right? What advice would you give? First and foremost, if you're going to school for accounting and you're almost done, just finish with accounting. Because the reality is, people who work for me have sustainability majors. Mm-hmm. You, you can learn, you will learn more than you will in school, in real life. So with that, I mean, when we look at employee culture specifically, Ad AdAge just came out with their top 200 best places to work. And they have a summary report on there. So if you go to their website right now and you look it up and you see top 200, they have a summary in the beginning of what employees actually want, first and foremost.
0: If That's you cool read argument.
1: Employee Culture 101, you could have written that. Like, they want decent pay, paid some paid time off, and health benefits. Who knew, right? Mm-hmm. People want to be taken care of mm-hmm. for actually what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not brain surgery. Be a good person. If you are uh, competing with the level of of income that your other peers in the industry are doing it, you're doing it okay. If you're above that because your team is pushing for you, that's where you should be. Mm-hmm. We try and make sure that everybody is paid at least 22% at max in their first two years over starting salary of our competitors. And the reason for that is not to have more team members come in. It's because… I think they're being paid too low elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think if you graduate college that you should be paid minimum wage right away. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, when we look at that, you're in accounting, like you said, and you want to do social media and you have, let's say, I don't know, 10 classes left, finish accounting. Don't mm-hmm. start over because you're going to have another two, three years and you're not going to be able to get on your feet right away. Mm-hmm. You're just going to keep piling up debt for no reason. Mm-hmm. Go get in the real world, try it out, test everything you want to do, get internships. Internships are beautiful. Just don't do coffee runs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not going to help you. Tell, I mean, And so internships, are, if you were looking for an
0: internship yourself, would you be looking for a paid inter- internship? Would you be looking for just something that is closest to what you want
1: to do? Um, test everything out. Okay. If you want to do accounting, but you want to do financial advising, but you want to also do social media marketing and influencer marketing, pick a couple of them. Try it. Do one a semester for two years. Uh, internships start junior year. You have four semesters to try. Typically, they're not paid. Uh, we do stipend internships, which is, we we do that. It's not, they're, technically in California, There there is laws around this, mm-hmm. um, which obviously we follow. But the biggest thing for us is, if you're putting in work to this company and you're putting value into the company, you're going to be paid for your time. Mm-hmm. If you're an intern who just wants to come and shadow somebody for your own self-benefit, you're not really doing anything, you are more than welcome, as long as you're a good person and you qualify to do it with us, that you can come and do that. We have that all the time happen. So it really depends. You should be looking for either. Most, Unfortunately, most internships are unpaid right now. Mm-hmm. So that that is something in the culture I don't they, enjoy.
0: Do you think they should be paid? And I'm, I'm asking that because a lot of times you have someone who's completely inexperienced mm-hmm. and just has a passion for it yep. and really actually needs to be fully taught. So it's kind of like getting paid to go to school.
1: I have seen memes in the business community of you just graduated college and you expect me to hire you. It's like, Everyone starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. We all have started somewhere. So if you don't give someone a chance, how do you know what they're going to do? So when it comes to internships, it's the same idea. If you don't give someone a chance, be really open with them. Like, look, I'm taking a gamble on you if that's something you want to do for them Mm -hmm. and then make that decision. But it really just depends. It's very situational. I do think if you're putting value, like I said, you should be paid for your value. Mm -hmm. Now, is that number exact? Probably not because you provided more value, but the company may not be able to support that may not be in their budget. I don't know. But I do feel that in turn for an internship, you should either get a glowing recommendation as long as you perform there. Uh, a resume filler, uh, if possible, most internships through the school can actually offer units now. Oh, absolutely. So a Cra- yeah. class, yep. which is, it's. I don't know if they have to pay for it. I think they may have to pay a couple hundred bucks, but I know it's like 20%. I mean, it's like 20% of the cost for a class. Mm-hmm. Um, if none of those can be met, you should definitely be being somewhat stipend hourly, whatever it could be to do work that you can learn from, but at the same time benefits the company. Totally.
0: And you were saying that, I was just thinking of when you started, like that company did pay you, you know, that ten percent or twenty percent or whatever of what they were spending yeah. with the other folks, but the thing is, you also spend hundreds of hours, like you said. I, I bet that. if you would have calculated it down, you would have been paid far below minimum wage, well, at I least
1: was. initially, right? I, I actually you did and Brandon, Brandon right? Once I was uh, at first. It was just me, and then uh-huh. Brandon came on, which at the time he was underpaid too. But that's yeah. because we had uh, like three grand coming in a month, yeah. Uh, and the expenses were through the roof. Yeah, it was like you take a little, I take a little. Like, what do you need for? Well, you he, know, he, he's actually. So I've actually never taken money out of the company. Okay, uh, to this day. So, um, I got really lucky, uh, that I've had, I've had other income sources because I built other brands with it, like CBD brands and Mm -hmm. wellness brands around this. Um, but in the the beginning portions of it, I took a couple hundred bucks here and there, but over the last 24 months, I've never taken a dollar from it. That's cool. Uh, everything is invested into our employees because we are a startup. I understand that. And I want to make sure that they know they're appreciated more than than I can express in words. Where does that come from? Because that has a level of maturity that's that's really cool. I've heard horror stories. Okay,
0: Uh, is it like you reading business books? You're the people talking to people. Okay, yeah, I, I
1: really don't read a ton of business books. Okay, which is it's very an unpopular opinion, but doing and reading are completely different. Totally talking to people that wrote the books are just as good as reading the books. Absolutely. So. They'll give you the the cliff notes and kind of the top takeaways. Exactly. So there's a few books I'd always recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, But realistically, it came from horror stories. Um, Just like clients coming to us and saying horror stories of people taking advantage of them. I've seen horror stories of employees being taken advantage of. It's something I absolutely don't like. We are a people-first culture Mm -hmm. in the world. If you don't put your staff and your team in front of the self-interest of the leaders, Mm -hmm. you will not succeed because they will be unhappy. I love that. That's so cool. Well, dude, thank you so much for
0: being here. Thanks for sharing all this about your company, your growth, just some of the advice, kind of the state of where you think socials are right now. And, and some of this workplace stuff, I think it's really, really inspiring. And, uh, I love the time that we've been able to, you know, get together and know each other a little bit. And I think we need to uh, do more sake and and sushi, (laughs) um, uh, you know, here coming up, but, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And where can people find you? So if people are looking for either your company yourself, um, so, you want TikTok,
1: those cat videos? Um, right? Don't go to TikTok and look me up because it's <laughs> under a random number, so nobody can find me. Um, User 2356782. Something like that starts with a one. <laughs> okay. Um, but basically, uh, to find Modify, it's wemodify.com, okay. and all of our socials are WeModify. Uh, if you just look up Modify, M O D I F L Y, you'll find us right away. Cool. Um, and then for me personally, I'm all on the our website, it's all through there. Love it. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. If you have enjoyed this uh, show, please leave a comment for Elijah or myself uh, in the description. If you're watching it on YouTube, uh, comment section, let us know if you liked it. Questions, follow up questions for Elijah or myself about this uh, content. And I would absolutely love if you subscribe, uh, like this video and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode. What's up, podcast people? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would absolutely love to hear your perspective and opinions on the topics we covered today. So uh, if you're interested in giving me a shout, go ahead, head on over to Instagram. At JonoAmon is my handle. That's J-O-N-O-A-Y-M-I-N. And you can send me a direct message or interact with me on my stories. I'm pretty active on that profile, so uh, you can definitely reach me there. I also have a website, so if you head on over to www.JonathanAman.com, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-A-Y-M-I-N.com, you can go and read more about me and see some of the other content that I'm putting out as well as uh, some of the companies I run and just basically see what I'm up to. So anyway, thank you so much again for your time, and uh, I hope you have a kick-ass day.